Bum, 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 bum. It's cold outside, there's no kind of atmosphere, I'm all alone, more or less. Let me fly far away from here. Fun, fun, fun. In the sun, sun, sun. I want to lie shipwrecked and comatose, drinking fresh mango juice. Goldfish shells nibbling at my toes. Fun, fun, fun. In the sun, sun, sun. Fun, fun, fun. Sun, sun, bum, 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 Smegheads podcast us now. Hello, Smegheads. My name's Jed Shepherd, and I'm Daniela Phillips. Thanks very much for joining us once again for Smegheads, the Red Dwarf podcast, and it's the last episode of Series Eleven, Daniela. Oh, so sad. What will we do? What will we do? I don't know. I guess uh, we go, have to go back to <laughs> go back in and do the proper order. <laughs> go back to series six. Um, Rewind. Yeah. So this has been a great series. Yeah, I've really loved it. I've really enjoyed I've it. I've enjoyed the comeback. I've enjoyed all of the weird editing choices and all yeah. of the kind there's of there's been highs and there's been a couple of lows. There's Twentica's obviously the big low here, <laughs> as we all know. Oh, no. Um, but yeah, before we get into all of that exciting stuff, Daniela, how the hell have you been? I'm good. I'm another year older. It's been your birthday. I had my it? birthday. Yes, Wowzers. I'm now 34 years old. The oldest person I know. <gasps> what are you more wiser now? Are you? Uh, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, bit bit more, a bit grayer. Have you found people come coming into you for advice more because you, you're kind of worldly? Um, I feel like I should be carrying some Werther's original around with me now in my you bag. Against that point. Yeah, I feel yeah. like I need to dole them out at opportune moments to young children. I think, but just don't get arrested, Daniela. Okay. We need to finish. Okay, I'll try my best. <laughs> <laughs> All the red I'll dwarf. try my best. Um, but what else have you been up to? How was uh, Halloween? It was it was great. Spooky? Yeah, pretty pretty spooky. Um, and you watched my film? I did, finally. It was awesome. Thank I you loved very it. very much. Thank it was you. worth the wait. Thanks very much. Um, and what have I been up to? Thanks very much for asking, Daniela, for the last episode of this series. <laughs> um, bunch of stuff. Uh, I went to Comic-Con. Yeah. Uh, the one in London, not the good one in San Diego. Okay, the rubbish one, say, is which is in London. Yeah, the rubbish one. Um, and I'm guessing they didn't go for that on the the poster. That should have been like, <laughs> the rubbish one. Um, I mean, there are some good stuff. I mean, the the pros. Yeah, if you're into comics, if you're into all things geek. It has that in spades. I guess, I mean, I've never been to the San Diego or the London one, but I get the impression. Okay, you're coming with me next time. Which one? To, to the London okay. one, I'm not taking you to San Diego. <laughs> but I get the impression the San Diego one is more about films, TV, Big and the, Lon- the London and one's stuff. more about comics. Um, a bit of both. I mean, they, okay. I mean, they have a lot to do with the, with all the kind of geeky shows and films and stuff, and Avengers and um, all the DC universe and stuff. Okay. But yeah, I mean, it's a lot to do with comics and yeah. kind of. Deadpool. Hey guys, if you're into Deadpool and or Harley Quinn, then you're in for a treat because hey, actually, do you know what would be a good costume for a girl for Halloween? No one's thought of Harley Quinn. Um, hasn't everyone thought of that? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and everyone, every girl at Comic Con was dressed as Harley Quinn. It was I... so cringy. No, I get it. She's a popular character, but come on. 
Come on. I'm a fan of the hilarious, funny costumes rather than the sexy ones. The more kind of word play ones, oh, yeah. funny ones. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, Harley Quinn, obviously, because Margot Robbie plays her, she's a sexy lady. But I yeah. mean, every single girl, if you're, if you're, if you're a boyfriend and your girlfriend's like, oh, I'm going to go to Comic-Con as Harley Quinn. No. You need to tell her, stop. Intervention stop. time. Yeah. Set her down and be like, um, put some clothes on. Put some clothes on. It's number autumn. One. It's cold. Put a, put a jacket on. Yeah. Be anybody else. Be anybody else. The world is your Oyster card. Just use any other costume you can possibly have. Do you know, do you know what's Quinn? a good costume? Yeah. I once went to a party as a Smurf. That doesn't surprise me. I bet you weren't even <laughs> Smurfette. You were one of the other ones, right? Uh, I don't know. No, I think I was Smurfette. What colour was your hat? White. Okay, you could have been Smurfette. Okay, yeah, I'll yeah. give you that. Yeah. But as long as it wasn't Harley Quinn, Daniela. No, no. I mean, see, that's, that's fun. Do you, do Smurf you, was an awesome costume. Do, do the ladies put on Harley Quinn costumes because they think they're going to be original? Or I don't every know. single girl wears it? On I the mean, train I there, mean, every girl was dressed as Harley Quinn. I mean, it's not about that. I mean, I get it. There's not very many strong women uh, characters Wonder out Woman. there. I've dressed up as Wonder Woman before. Even Wonder Woman would have been perfect. But I went there to a superheroes party, so I was kind of limited in my options. Yeah. I mean, when men put on the Harley Quinn costume, I guess that's kind of funny, but not 50,000 men, because men were doing it as well. Yeah. It's not just women. Everyone... She's a popular character, but come on, I'm so Some sick Some originality is yeah. needed, I guess. That daddy's little monster oh no i'm not into it terrible absolutely terrible um but yeah besides that it it was all it was all right there was no kind of big announcements there were i don't know why when i just went to just buy some crap did you buy anything um just some doctor who stuff okay um because it was paul mcgann related as paul mcgann's uh paul mcgann who was in my <laughs> what was any uh sylvester stallone merchandise there wasn't any sylvester stallone um <laughs> he played the 13th doctor no paul mcgann eighth doctor the best doctor i bought his sonic screwdriver there okay uh paul mcgann as seen in absence uh one of my films from last year uh, i've seen that one too you've seen that one yeah it's good <laughs> place next you, you sat me down i did <laughs> <there>. daniela <laughs> um but yeah, no, I wouldn't recommend uh, Comic-Con in London again. I, I've never honest. been to the San Diego one, but I would recommend that one. It's hard based to get tickets on, there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, my boyfriend goes every year. and it's, To the San Diego it, one? Yeah, and it's, okay. he's pretty pretty awesome never by the sound of it. Never wanted to take you? Um, um, I don't think he can because he okay. gets press passes from work and he's busy all the time interviewing okay. people. I get it, Nick. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what I've been up to. Uh, one of the deaf is doing well in festivals and stuff and music stuff's going well. Um, Good news. Yeah. But let's go on to the Nitty Gritty. Yes. Um, and that isn't the name. Nitty Gritty isn't the name of a particular gelf species. It is what we're going to do in this particular ep- episode and that is talk about can of worms. Now, yeah first first point why was it called can of worms because i can kind of guess okay um the titles from most of the episodes but this one flummoxed me a bit okay let's just stop there you can kind of you can kind of guess the titles from the episode what was twentica about (laughs) okay fair point fair point um i can't remember now but it made sense at the time doesn't make any sense um but yeah can of worms okay so not to give any spoilers but i think it was because it was the kind of hidden thing that no one talked about um the fact that cat hasn't come across any females since he's been around technically since he's been of age so the the discovery opened up a can of worms yeah 
Dakan being the secret, the worms, I guess, being his penis. Nice. Um, nice okay. way to put it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he... Okay. Because basically this this is the kind of uh, oft-wanted episode that deals with the fact that um, Kat is a virgin or Kat hasn't had a love interest properly before. Because in that episode where they meet their alternate, their, their opposite selves, he had that dog. Great disco scene in that episode, though. Um, but yeah, so this is the episode where we finally okay. get to grips. With, with cat sexuality. Cat's sexuality, stroke, virginity, stroke. Um, stroke. Just stroking, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just stroking, because that's what he's had to do. Um, okay, but um, first of all, this is the last episode of uh, the series. And usually the last episode of any series, yeah. you want to... You wanna, finish on a, on a big bang go out with a bang yeah but did you know that Twentica was actually the last episode filmed I didn't know that no I'm glad that they didn't end right, on that because okay. that would have made me want to shoot myself in the face and discourage oh, people it's from not watching that Red bad I quite liked it what I liked it I enjoyed it it was fun do, you, do, you, do, you just, do we just like the opposite of each other yes do you like chocolate yes hey well that's that theory out the window so this episode can of worms um it begins with uh, Crichton um, discussing um, a machine with Rimmer. And, I mean, this machine comes out of nowhere, by the way. It's just something that they found somewhere. It's a machine yeah. that can uh, adapt and change people's personalities. Um, and just, let's just start on a high, Daniela. What would you improve, if you had that machine right here, right okay. now, what would you improve about your personality? <laughs> My uh, personality? About your personality, yeah. Um, I perhaps would give myself more confidence to finish that sentence. Yeah, um, I agree. Um, no, I think it's our insecurities that make us who we are. And if we try to like okay. mess around with it, then we won't, we're not going to be who we are. I know you lose yourself. I know, but if you had to do something, I guess that was the area I would oh, improve yeah. a little. Exactly. Um, what about you? Um, I would, again, yeah, maybe my confidence a little bit. Because surprisingly, I mean, yeah, I, am, I am quite shy. And as I, th- I try to throw myself in into situations where I have to be not shy all the time, and That's sometimes, good. yeah, um, just just like when we did um, 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 Cantina. I know, and I was too shy scared. to go. On, I, I was like, I'm not going you. on stage, even though I was you. on stage a bit later on for ages, for ages. But yeah. I don't want to be on. I don't want to be the limelight on me. I like doing stuff, and the limelight being on other people. But Daniela is like, I'm the hero. I want to be in the spotlight. <laughs> Drags me up on stage. I give my audience. Yeah. And okay, maybe I don't need more confidence. You don't need confidence. <laughs> yeah. Maybe some humility every now and then. I'm only joking. No. But like, but this is quite good because this is the episode where Rimmer kind of he admits to to, to in open uh, in open. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was that, quite surprised by that. But he has flaws. Yes, that he um, was ready to... He acknowledged them and was ready to improve on them. Yeah. I was quite surprised by that and pleased at the same time, I think. Yeah. Well, what would you improve about Rimmer? I mean, think of him. <laughs> think of a situation where you're in a ship with this yeah. smug kind of like know-it-all, a little yeah. bit like quite was in the last episode, but someone who thinks a lot more of themselves. Yeah, I would probably make him more of a team player true yeah i and i think the only thing wrong with with rimmer is he 
it's not confidence. I think he just has to admit his flaws. And I think he'll be a lot more desirable to others um, if he just stopped hiding this his flaws because he's he can he's proved himself to be a decent guy like yeah. like in um uh marooned where he gave up his yeah, soldiers yeah. to help to help a friend um so he has got it deep down he just needs to just pull down that shield a little bit and peek over and and say hi every now and again isn't it daniela yeah i agree um so we see rimmer all in for uh trying to fix himself but when Crichton mentions the fact that uh, a needle's involved then yeah his cowardice has c- comes up to the to, to the front um and maybe that's something that could be removed yeah um but i guess that's kind of a protection mechanism yeah, as well exactly i think one of the best things about people is cowardness i don't think i think it's it's wrong to be brave all the time because you're just going to throw yourself into situations where you might hurt yourself. Being a coward in most circumstances in, in the animal kingdom is the best thing you can do. I think as well, many Flight. of us might think that we um, wouldn't act a certain way in situation, but then when we're faced with a situation, I think the cowardice sort of comes to the forefront. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to think if I was in a situation, say for instance, I'm walking down the road. Actually, this happened the other day. So I, t- I didn't tell you this. So I was walking down the road with a friend of mine and uh, we'd gone to get some coffee. And uh, we were, I think we'd been talking about like scary stuff. And it was and it was a couple of weeks ago when the clown stuff was all in the oh, news. Oh, don't remind me. So we're walking down this dark street, like late at night. And then there's this group of like teens come towards us. I'm like, okay. This can go one of two ways. Eves. Yeah, one of two ways. Either they'll high five me for being the cool guy that I am, or they'll start something. Um, and what they did is they jumped out and tried to scare us. Obviously, I don't react because I'm I'm a brave guy, and um, you know. Um, but like the girl I was with, she was like, could not scream, but she kind of startled. And then they tried to do it to me again, and it didn't work. And then they, they kind of some forced her to stand still and was stood around her trying to scare her uh, and then i saw I, I pushed this kid away um which i thought was kind of brave because it's, they're teens they could kill me um but they kind of accepted the fact that i was brave enough to push them and they kind of just went their merry way while calling me all kinds of stuff under their under their breath but i saved the girl well done uh, got away i think that they learned a lot about themselves and so did i that i am quite brave okay um so the moral of this story is to be more brave like you <laughs> not completely like me but being brave sometimes works out which is contradictory to what i said before but anyway that's my story <laughs> um so uh so rumor so rumor runs away and then you think why was this random piece of technology presented to yes. us in this way obviously yeah. it's going to come yeah going to come back yeah i mean like we said in the previous episodes i like it when red dwarf brings technology in, in into it some kind of futuristic thing but not something that's come out of nowhere maybe bring back something that was in a previous episode that's kind of been adapted see There's so much new technology that they have they could they could do so much more see this is interesting because when i watch red dwarf i don't sit there like 
analyzing or thinking too much i just sit there and enjoying it obviously (laughs) but i mean because we were talking earlier about westworld and when i watch those type of programs i'm like constantly thinking you know or what's going to happen with this character what does that mean you know what could that lead to but we're fed off i don't tend to do that i literally just why is that i don't know but i just red dwarf is more escapism and you have to like turn off your brain leave your brain at the door (laughs) to kind of get through i think it's more enjoyment entertainment and light light yes and it's kind of like a break from real life really so i kind of just sit back and enjoy it rather than analyze it and think oh whereas westworld is exactly like real life obviously but do you know what what i mean i do know what you mean yeah red dwarf is the kind of thing that you can kind of put on um, especially older episodes in the background leave running while you're doing other things and you still kind of get the gist of what's going on yeah i mean i do sit to sit down and watch them i'm not doing anything else but this well apart from making notes yeah but at the same time i'm i just sit back and and enjoy it i don't really ask any questions or think of the science behind it i think i used to be like that yeah since making you've become jaded i've had to kind of yeah i'm not jaded i mean I know uh, in a lot of these episodes we've kind of picked out faults but that's, that's only because we love it and um, we're taking the time to kind of look into this more than you would an, a normal program. I love a dwarf and I think they could have thrown anything at, at me and I would have loved the series probably okay. in most cases. Okay. Um, this is definitely more uh, a superior series to 10, to Back to Earth, to 8, to 7. It's up there with seasons 1 to 6 in my mind. Okay, good. Uh, and we're doing series 6 next, guys, so look forward to that. Um, so... Um, Next, we see Lister in the navigation room, and he is basically passed out, and he has uh, just dropped the ball, basically. Yeah, he's having a nap. He's having a bit of a nap. He does get tired, um, and the reason why he's tired is because he had a, a big breakfast. It's an epic Sunday lunch. We just it? had a bit of, so we had some lunch. Yeah, I'm really full. <laughs> You're always, we've been full since last week. I know, I eat too much. <laughs> um, but I love you. Check out the Bow Creek Cafe at Trinity Boy Wharf, guys. It is it's a great place, but it's really packed on on the weekend, so know that in advance. Uh, but yeah, so Lester is so full, it's made him fall asleep, and they're like five thousand it clicks away. Well, am I getting that from another sci-fi show? They're, they're really far away from their original destination, which was back to Red Dwarf. Um, so <laughs> about to choke there on on my breakfast. So nice. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Lister apologises, but he's like, what What can you do when I'm being fed this much food? Um, it's suggested that they go through an asteroid field. Yeah, which sounds pretty dangerous. I'd imagine yeah. you wouldn't want to do that. But do you think, because like Cat's quite, he can use his sense of smell and his kind of cat intuition to get around the asteroids, um, he could probably navigate it quite well. Maybe. Do you not think? Maybe, I don't know. But problem is like every single other episode in this uh, series yep. <laughs> there are people there there's there, ships there's ships there and who is it it's vampire gelfs i know and i'm quite sad we didn't get to meet the vampire gelfs actually they sounded fun it would have just been the gelf from the last episode with sharp teeth probably it would have just been been that but that's fine um so they're vampire gelfs and these gelfs obviously we haven't heard about before but they're gelfs that suck the blood of virgins <laughs> yeah which is a very specific type of vampire it is, it is though i do think that in uh cinematic history vampires do they tend to to look like the out innocent. virgins don't they yeah they like the innocent they like fresh blood unsullied blood uh non-infected blood 
um, because that's their that's their life force. So maybe these uh, genetically engineered life form vampires have uh, grown in such a way where they can only. Do you think it's to, 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 to sustain themselves or do you think it's for fun? I guess it's their preference. Yeah, it's, it's really strange. It didn't, doesn't really... I'm guessing because you tend to think as um, virgins as younger people and I guess yeah. the quality, as you say, the quality of the blood is better. So that's probably what they're going for. I guess there's not a lot of people around for them to feast on. Yeah, and, and this particular uh, vampire crew of girls, they're called... The Nyaki Ninkas. Nyaki Ninkas. Yeah, which sounds like a type of uh, um, female underwear. Do you not think? I don't know. It sounds like a Chinese laundrette to me. <laughs> okay. A little bit of racism here up in the snickets. I'm only joking. So, yeah. So, um, obviously, they're not too worried. They're like, yeah, we can go through this asteroid thing. If we're only off the virgins, it'll be fine. Uh, but this is when we see some... I think the best acting that Danny John Jules has done for a long time it's in Red Dwarf. It's a stellar performance. He has to act like a cool cat as normal, but with the addition, fear. yeah, and the fear of knowing that these girls will be able to smell him coming because these girls yeah. can smell virgins. It, it's a tough choice for him because he's scared of being eaten by the the vampire gelfs but yeah. he's also scared of letting everyone know that he's a virgin so it's like which is the lesser evil exactly but do you think that they do you think it's something because i guess the episode is called can of worms it's something that was just just that kind of unsaid truth that everyone kind of knew but didn't want to say it i guess i never really thought about it until this episode really because such it, a ladies exactly, man exactly but ladies, there are man. no ladies see but you don't really think about it yeah and i guess like when we first meet cat in in series one um he's obviously there's obviously no no girls around um but we don't really know at what point did the uh arcs leave red dwarf or was it when he was a kid so he didn't have a chance to fully develop um into the cat he is now so that's why he didn't have sex with any cat girls i don't I know i don't know no um but but basically he hasn't had the opportunity or met anyone that isn't crazy or a monster wants to kill them for him to have a, a sexual relationship actually it, it interested me that we got this far along in the series before this subject had come up actually well th- this is actually something in the 90s this this kind of similar type of episode was posited that we need to know or at least cat needs a, a, a cat version of himself uh, sorry a female version of himself to kind of interact with everyone else has had like cat uh, sorry um opposite girlfriends except for cat yeah. um so they were going to address this this issue um in in an early season but it just never came to fruition mm. so finally um i don't know if uh, uh doug Cat's needed one of ideas had its day yeah but it's something that a lot of people ask and it has been something that has been um in the minds of red door fans for, for decades really and finally it's addressed here um and yeah so cat is scared he is trying to keep it cool but he's stammering he's stuttering he is uh trying to keep the truth from coming out the fact that he's not had sex uh before uh but the crew have kind of like they kind of seen the little glimpses of, of truth there and they kind of quiz him a little bit, bit about it but he's like no no i'm a ladies man i've got uh two cats down on z deck and they're like oh yeah sure you have <laughs> yeah we've just never seen them before it's like yeah they, they don't want you to i feel my really style. sorry for him in this scene yeah because it's not his fault it's definitely it's not, not it's not fault. a bad thing you yeah. know it's but i'm trying to think has cat come across 
any females in the past that he could have had sex with? Probably what about, not. Um, what about the female versions of themselves? Oh, no, but he had a dog. Was it? Is that what it was? I can't remember. It's so long We now. spoke about it in the last episode, Daniela. <laughs> they had female versions and he had so a dog. It was so long ago. Um, but yeah, so he didn't have a, he didn't have the option. No, I guess not. But maybe that's why he's always been in love with himself. But could, could, he could have slept with one of the other female versions of the other crew. He could have. That would have been a bit weird, a bit incestuous. Not really. He's not related to anyone. No, but you know, <laughs> that'd be weird. Then we would have had sex with Rimmer or something. Yeah, but they were female versions. Okay. And I guess we don't know if he is into females or, or guys. I he, think he's made it clear he's into females. I guess so. But you know yeah. when people like over... Compensate. Yeah, a little bit. We, we don't actually know. It's not 100% addressed here because he's all he, he loves I the look of himself a heterosexual yeah being. <laughs> okay um but yeah we see um him um t- uh, have have some trouble basically um and the others make sure to kind of like tiptoe around it a little bit but then rimmer is just like yeah um you've definitely been in love before because you've uh been in love with your your mirror the mirrored self in in this place in this place yeah, Rimmer doesn't let the, the joke die, does he? He just wants to kind of ram it home. Because yeah. for once, Rimmer he, isn't the butt yes, of the joke. He yeah. isn't the one that is lack of sex. Yeah. It's Cat, of all people. I know. Which is kind of nice, actually. It makes a nice change, because I feel like he gets picked on a lot. Yeah. And he's, a- he's actually had sex. I know. Like, <laughs> twice. twice in one lifetime. He's Hugh Hefner. Um so uh that kind of um so cat's in a kind of uh, a little bit of a mood uh but the crew then uh pick up a ship um and as they are want to do in this particular episode they are quite a brave crew um and they see two life forms or kind of life forms in the ship one is called a mercenoid they, they're like adding noid onto the end of things or was it expanoids yeah um which is the name of uh, daniela noid Daniela, what would a Daniela noid be? <laughs> I don't know. Just, <laughs> just, just be the, just be the same, pretty much. Um, but yeah, a mercenoid is a, a mercenary android, I guess that will get the job done, and I guess f- for payment. They've no, they've given up their life to um, serving um, the ship and uh, protect, like guarding the prisoner, and then yeah. in the after the silicon afterlife, they'll they get, get up a free upgrade. Yeah, which is a kind of, I guess, a little play on uh, terrorism, I guess, where in the afterlife. Yeah. No, it's fine. It depends on the terrorism. Yeah, but you it's know, some, some, some terrorists believe that if they blow themselves up and kill a bunch of people, then in the afterlife they will be rewarded with five hundred virgins. I think that's, which is kind of apt in this situation. I think that's yeah, restricted to Islamic terrorists. I didn't want to mention it, but like, okay, you, uh, you, you said it. Okay. <laughs> as well I, I was gonna say irish irish Two. terrorism don't believe in that okay um the basque terrorists don't believe in that i, I, I see i'd be doing a study on terrorism so okay um, you know this is my special subject though right really <laughs> yeah <laughs> what? um but anyway um enough of uh, daniela just 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 singling out terrorism uh in different countries um we uh so we said this is mercenoid and not it's not only the mercenoid that's there it's also another being and we know it's some type of life form but we don't quite know what it is so listen so maybe it's human we've got to go out and save it so um 
that's what they go and do. Uh, Apart from Rimar, he wishes them good luck. <laughs> yeah, because he's just his cowardice self. Um, so basically, uh, they uh, go on board, on board, not on board, and they <laughs> see <Boyd. laughs> yeah, they see the mercenoid, and the mercenoid looks kind of cool. Okay. Right, All right, go on. This is my favourite scene. How is this your favourite scene in, out of everything? Wait, in okay. the whole series. You've what? skipped wait, you've skipped over it. Okay. You've gone straight to the mechanoid. It's a scene where they are going through the ship and they think and Rima is shouted out, he's there, he's in the tight, he's there right in front of you. And they're ducking and diving. He's like, run in, run that way, run that way. And then yeah. it turns out that he's tracking them. You're right, that is funny. That yeah, is yeah. my favourite scene in the whole series. That's unusual. I mean, I it, loved that. I found that so funny. See, I find with Doug Naylor, those type of jokes are quite frequent. And I, and I, I know it's bad to say if Rob Grant didn't leave, the jokes would be different. But, I think that joke is a little bit too on the nose. I like that joke. Did you not see it coming from no. the very first word? No. It was too obvious. That's why no, I skipped over it. No. I didn't want to dwell on it. Okay, you, no. that's your favourite out that's of all the series. That's my favourite scene out of the whole series. Oh my days. I thought it was very, very funny. It was It was all right. <laughs> <laughs> it was all right. Okay, so your solicitor was like, do you not think that it could be us? And I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, it, it is you. I'm sorry. Well, it's not clearly mentioned in the book. And then he said, yep. It yeah, is in, in big, big red writing. Red yeah. Yeah. Um, I loved that. It was a classic red dwarf scene, and it just made okay. me laugh. And I just thought this is great. I'm glad. I'm glad it made you laugh. Daniela. I know I'm simple, but <laughs> no. But I mean, that's the beauty of red dwarf. It appeals. Certain scenes appeal to different people. Um, I just like the ones with better jokes, I guess. But that's funny because you like that, but you, then you didn't like the, the, the kind of Crichton dancing around in the, in the previous episode. No. But you liked him dancing around in uh, in another episode. Yes, I did. What's the difference? Different dancing. I don't different know. The, com- the comedy was different. I like certain mechanoid dancing and not others. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they so they meet the, the mercenoid, and he's quite an impressive looking creature. It's kind of big with like flashing lights. He kind of looks like a mix between like Predator and Terminator. Um, but he's also a bit. Sh- he seemed a bit stupid because. Um, they managed to kind of fool him um, by throwing uh, like a dictaphone, basically. See, this is this is one of the problems I had with this episode, which I enjoyed immensely. Okay. But um, the way that they just found out that the mercenoid and the prisoner were on board and automatically thought, right, let's go rescue the prisoner. Like, yeah. there was this no is what questioning. They do, though, this is what they do. There now. was no questioning whether, I mean, my automatic reaction when I hear prisoner, I think bad person. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they didn't speak to the. And I feel mercenoid. like they would have done. I feel like they would have done that in previous scenes. Nothing. But now the, they just went straight on. Right, right. This is our plan. We're gonna yeah kill it. But you not. But it's possibly to give them a little bit of credit. It could be because um, it, it's about they were about to go into a sun or a star or something, right? Um, and uh, the mercenary was gonna gonna um, crash the ship with the with the. Um, Thing on it into into the sun and, and kill it so they had they only had a, a, a moment's notice basically they only had a short amount of time a window but of opportunity you ask a couple of questions it doesn't take that long rumor had rumor being the coward he is he actually had the right idea like no i think that's too much hassle yeah there's yeah. no point See, us- R- rumor was sensible yeah why put yourself in, in into that kind of danger when you don't need to um, especially as you're the last human alive, you're throwing yourself into every episode, you're throwing yourself into situations where you're going to destroy humanity, essentially. Yeah. 
So it was uh, unnecessary. Exactly. So they go and they go into the ship and they have that rubbish joke about the um, heat signatures or whatever. And then oh, yeah. they meet the, the mercenoid um, and they trick it by throwing a dictaphone the other way. Um, so the mercenoid thinks the sound's coming from that direction. Um, and then uh, they press a button and it electrocutes the mercenoid. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. I hope it didn't kill the mercenoid. I think it did. Do you think? Yes. Well, that's not very nice, is it? It's not. They're just, they're just going around until other people's ships and killing whoever's on it. They did that um, with uh, Aspli- Asclepius. <laughs> Asp- <laughs> with my mate, good guy, Hero Asclepius. I want to get you a Asclepius t-shirt. Please do. Okay. I want, a, I want for an Asclepius. For Christmas, for Christmas, I'm going to try and I want an Asclepius happen. t-shirt with, it, with him on it. That'd be great. <laughs> Um, yeah, they just killed him. Um, and then they finally, uh, they find the, the heat signature of the other person aboard, a couple of uh, floors up in a uh, kind of a, a prison. Um, and they, they open the prison and it is a female cat, a Felis sapien, yes. a female Felis sapien, who is not only a female version of the cat species, but it's also um, like a doppelganger of the cat. She's dressed the same. See, alarm bells for me already started ringing at this yeah. point. Yeah. I thought there's yeah. no way. This is too much of a coincidence. Yeah. And they've, and I mean, Red Dwarf have done this trick before numerous occasions when you think it's a hot girl, it's someone else. I did it in Camille. I did it in the other Polymorph episodes. Um, yeah. We, we knew something bad Did you was automatically think Polymorph? Because I did. Mm, I didn't actually. Okay, I no, did. I didn't. I just thought it was For someone. a change. Yeah. But then when you found out it was a polymorph, what, what was your thoughts? Were you like, yeah, I love polymorph? Or were you like, oh, God? Um, no, I was I was neutral, I think. Okay. <laughs> I guess I thought, oh, okay, yeah, polymorph. But, I mean, I guess in other sci-fi uh, series like Star Trek, you get the bad guys coming back again and again yeah, and the again. Klingons. Get Klingons. In, in Doctor Who, you've got the Daleks. In Star Wars, you've got the Empire. So I guess it's fine for, to, to kind of reproduce yes. moments from episodes. and it was in a different kind of circumstance yeah well. in a slightly different way so they they, they bring this uh so-called cat aboard and obviously danny john jules is going into full acting mode flirting and they're gonna play string, string later which is it a euphemism because he uh, well <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of meant to make you think though but i think genuinely they were going to play with some string okay um and yeah it's kind of nice to see cat kind of bounce off um, a female version of himself because we don't really get to see him actually uh interact with a female before usually no. he's just talking about girls and how what he wants to do to them and stuff um so it's quite nice and it's a shame that we didn't see more of the female cat yeah i guess it's a shame because like she was i mean she was quite she was a cool okay. character yeah. she just emulated his owls quite a lot um <laughs> And it's quite nice, and she was claiming things, and it's kind of cool. Um, and then I guess Cat has sex with her, but yeah. he describes what happens because they, they first of all find out well, that it's not a cat; it's, it's a kind polymorph. Of, well, I guess a se- sex is the term we use loosely. Yeah, um, so that an interaction occurs with them. I think is probably more yeah. correct. So he he turns up looking as uh, pleased as Punch, and they by now know that this isn't a, um, a female cat; it's a polymorph. And he's like, oh, God, like, I had such a good time last night. It was so good. Um, She 
she did this she did a big tube came out of her back and went down my throat and deposited all these eggs <laughs> inside me and she looked pleased that I could take all these eggs inside me and uh, it's, it's, it's pretty funny it's um, a good scene it is pretty disgusting the kind yeah. of the kind of mechanics of how <laughs> but I guess it is I guess he really did have sex it was like it still counts it still oh, counts oh that was funny when he kept going it still counts yeah and you just feel really sorry for him um, but in yeah so inside him now is eight deposited polymorph eggs yeah. and that can't be a good thing no um and i mean can't i don't know how it works but can't he just puke it out no what do girls do i don't know <laughs> so like <laughs> girls out there if this has ever happened to you what do you do or guys what do you do <laughs> what do you mean what do you do if you want to get rid of <laughs> if you just want to get rid of it um <laughs> I think that's called abortion, Jed. No, I mean, no, I don't mean that far on. <laughs> <I don't. laughs> what do you mean far let's, on? Let's stop, let's stop this conversation here. <laughs> Controversial. <laughs> so, Kat is um, full of uh, baby polymorphs. Um, it's kind of disgusting if you think about it. I mean, obviously the whole polymorph thing plays on a lot of movie tropes. Aliens... And I aliens. thought, oh, okay. The thing. The fi- I was going to say, the la- the yeah. scene, scene later as well. I was it like, is just this the is thing. the thing. Yeah. But I mean, I like but it. The good I thing love about the Red- thing, yeah. so it's not The good bad thing about thing. Red Dwarf is they, 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 they latch on to like cinematic... Uh, key moments. Key moments. Yeah. And it's fine if they kind of reproduce it in the kind of Red Dwarf world. It's fine. Yeah. I love those references too. Yeah, me too. A lot of people won't know the references, I guess, but it doesn't even matter. Um, I think it's great. So, Kat's in this disgusting situation where um, he needs to kind of flush them out somehow. Um, so, they do that. Well, we, we first of all see a montage of them growing and his kind of belly getting bigger. Yeah, it's, I would have liked a longer montage. Yeah, and him maybe like reading to it and yeah, stuff and it, like it, rubbing it. Was, it. It, was, it, was, it was a missed opportunity, I felt. Yeah. What would you else would you have wanted in the montage? Uh, I don't know, but just more funny scenes of him being pregnant yeah i don't know having morning sickness having weird cravings you know eating strange oh, that's food true, you know, yeah. things like that yeah they could have had all that knitting that been... baby clothes oh yeah that would have been good yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just a few more scenes like that it did seem a bit hurried but i mean they have it's a lot got to 20 fit minutes. In, yeah <laughs> um so uh, Crichton tells them uh what we have to do is get them out of you obviously um but the polymorph kind of hears this or knows what they're going to do. So the polymorph changes into tumours, which is effectively killing a cat. So the, the polymorph babies will do whatever it, it can to um, um, trick you into thinking you can't take this out. You have the, the host has to keep it till birth has to, through yeah. the entire gestation period. So that's why the cat goes through this montage and why they have the baby pool there, having a water birth for these um, polymorph babies. This scene is great. Yeah. Every, everything yeah. about yeah. the polymorph babies is great because, again, I hate 
I when I saw the heard the word polymorph, I was like, if this is a Dwayne Dibley episode, I'm going to smash something. <laughs> I'm going to, and if this is an Ace Rimmer episode, I'm going to kick myself in the face. Luckily, it wasn't. They they just. I think they've learnt. They've learnt, and they added something more to the to the kind of polymorph mystique and and to the kind of uh, polymorph mythology. So these babies, they come out in kind of interesting forms yeah yeah. and they're constantly changing which which is great so they come out in the form of a boat in the form of a rubik's cube the speedboat was my favorite (laughs) it's great because it must have what orifice do you think is coming out of well there's only one well well i guess guess so they they could have come out of yeah i was thinking that yeah i guess it is that yeah i was thinking maybe they could have made another hole because the disazarian type thing no because they didn't they couldn't do it yeah. and I the way he was sort of lying as well on his front in the water birth yeah i guess out. the water lubricates the exit right no it doesn't no it just it helps with pain management does it yes i mean water is a water would lubricate rather than it being a dry birth surely no. isn't that why women have water no, births it's to, for pain management nothing to do with lubrication no. it, surely it pops out easier jed stop saying lubrication <laughs> <laughs> surely the lubrication makes the lu- surely it makes it better if no. you're in water no it's nothing to do with lubrication no, guys out there who've had water births please t- please inform us if the water not only helps with pain management but also helps with the lubrication because surely because water's lubricant I, d- I don't know how many birds you've attended, but you, you don't need Not any help many. with lubrication. Okay. No, but, sh- <laughs> no, but you, you do, because sometimes you have to like cut a bit, isn't it? What, cut the umbilical cord? No, cut the hole op- open a bit more. <laughs> the so hole like, open? No, it, it kind of tears. Sh- it tears, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so to stop it tearing, isn't that lubricant? That's nothing to do with lubrication. Okay. Okay. Well, do you know what? <laughs> this podcast has taken I a am, really medical turn. I'm going to quit this um, midwife course that I'm currently on. Then. Oh, is that, uh, is that is that in conjunction with your wine course? I've done my wine course. <laughs> I'm a qualified so that wine was a, person. That was a natural course to take afterwards, <laughs> yeah. wasn't it? I am trying to better myself here. I'm going through a midlife crisis myself here. <laughs> um, so yeah, so this, so these things pop out of Crichton's arsehole, I guess, um, and um, it's all kinds of stuff. Uh, maybe I have to. I'm gonna have to put an explicit thing on the on the. Um, um, you can say arse. I can say arsehole. Yeah. Can I? Yes. In, in, but I can say you can say arsehole when it's about a person, can't you? But if it's an arsehole and it's no, an actual it's arsehole, if you're actually talking about anatomy, it's fine. It's if you're using it in a derogatory way. Okay, I'm not saying cats arsehole in a derogatory way in a in a biblical way in an anatomical <laughs> asclepius way <laughs> i got it right final final podcast of the season <laughs> so um Crichton's there as the midwife and uh, getting all of these objects out of um cat's ass pineapple pi- looked particularly pineapple. painful didn't think about that one and they put it into a, a kind of a what's a cot stroke container for these uh, polymorph babies thing. yeah um and eight come out in all different kind of shapes and sizes and they keep shifting into different things uh using the special effects that i did when i was 12 when you stop the camera and you change it for something else and then you oh that reminds me when i was like 12 with my cousin we made um like a version of polymorph i hope it's never seen on vhs <laughs> okay vhsc uh we made our own episode of polymorph with our own oh that was so I good i've talked about this have before. i in the polymorph episode i possibly or you may have just told me okay oh, it's horrible <laughs> hopefully it never sees the light of day because it is so so bad 
Um, yeah, so um, we, we, we see these uh, objects and we know that they have to kind of be rid of. So the crew is like, okay, we'll have to uh, put them out the chute outside of uh, the ship into the, into the uh, abyss of space. And Kat's like, okay, well, let me do it because um, I guess I'm its mother, their mother. Uh, but they turn into all kinds of like soft and furry things. And I know you, Daniela, if you oh, had the choice. Oh my goodness. I loved the little hedgehog with the little top hat. Oh, I top wanted her. Inside the little uh, the trolley. The little trolley. That it was, was very adorable. cute. That was very I love cute. hedgehogs. Well, I sponsor you... hedgehog. Do you? Yeah, wonky. Why? What's the point? Wonky the Hedgehog to help with his care. Her care. Okay, okay. Let's see the logistics of you spawned. I'm sorry to go off on another thing, but I hate it when 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 you have when when I hear this kind of thing. So you paying for a, a hedgehog? What do you yes, mean? Yes, because the hedgehog um, was hit by a car. What are you talking about? Um, How do you know this? Because um, the sanctuary tells. Oh, I bet you. What the one hedgehog that you sponsor has been hit by a car. It's called called she's called Wonky and she was hit by a car okay. and she can't walk properly so she's had loads of treatment. This is a sad story, but do you think they say it to everyone? No, because you can sponsor different hedgehogs. There's loads of different ones online to sponsor. So. Okay, but your so one got I, hit by a car. Yeah, and I sponsored Wonky. How much do you have to pay? Um, not not a lot. Do you have to pay every single month? No, it was an annual uh, thing. And how much is it? I can't remember now. Okay. I, I sponsored her in February, so. This sounds like a scam to me, Daniela. I don't. Um, I, I did sponsor a, um, uh, I think it was a duck or something. I did sponsor an animal once, but it was so some girl would like me. Um, so yeah, so um, <laughs> these fairy animals are in this kind of pod um, and they leave cat to kind of maybe say last words. Which seemed like a massive mistake to me from the yeah, offset. Yeah, straight away you knew something was going to happen. You don't leave cat alone to do something. Um, and they get back to the kind of uh, hatch where he, uh, where they're going to release the into the into the abyss of space and they're gone. Um, and so, yep, there are polymorphs all around uh, Red Dwarf um, just changed into things. So they come up with a bright idea. In order to find these polymorphs, they have to uh, bring back the um, personality machine. Well, they turn the heat off as well, so it's it's only warm in one. Oh, is that what they do? Yeah, they turn. Why the is that heat just so off. they can see the heat signatures? So they it's only heat heated in one area, so it's going to draw the polymorphs there. Ah. So that's why they're walking around in their big uh, puffer jackets. Oh, I missed that. I wanted. Oh, but also because they wanted. To, I thought they just wanted it to be a bit more like the thing. Well, yeah, it, that that was the first thing nice. that made me think. Oh, this is a bit like the thing. Okay, I missed that. So, uh, so they they do do that, um, and they. Uh, they th- well they start to think that everything is the polymorph like in the episode polymorph and in polymorph too they start to think things around them are are the polymorph which you would because they've also said that the polymorph has um they've become uh, they've grown into their full kind of adult self so they can become humans as well so the first thing they cu- they come across is um a, a version of cat running towards them uh, and then lister now without all of his personalities because they've, they've removed all of his kind of personality traits to make him a cold hard killer he instantly shoots what looks like cat and he explodes in, in green slime and they're like how did you know it wasn't the real cat and he's like he didn't so he's out there being a yep. stone cold killer yeah i liked it 
You liked him being a stone-cold killer? Yeah, I thought it was a nice change. It is a nice change, actually, because Lister's usually the, kind of the more human one, being the only human. Um, and they get themselves into the sticky situation where they don't know... There's multiple cats, there's, there's multiple Lister's, multiple Rimmers, and there's multiple... Is there multiple Crichtons? Yes. Yeah. And they're all like... It's a Mexican standoff with each other. And they're, and they're all of the groups... They get into... There's about four or five different groups of these uh, versions of the crew of Red Dwarf. And I thought it was kind of cool. I mean, we've seen it in previous episodes before where, there, where there's been multiple Rimmers. But it's quite nice to see. I would have liked more interaction with the multiple... With the multiples. I would have liked to see more of a standoff a la la thing. A la, a la la thing yeah um but there wasn't really they kind of all agreed to get into that lift together um and they didn't really interact that much into the lift all guns pointed at each other and the lift doors open and there's the real cat and he fires at them al pacino like um i'd been waiting for that scene because obviously it's in the, in the credits and yeah. it looks like such a great scene and i was thinking right it must be today's it episode. must be in that one yeah and there he is in his pink lame suit um as a mother kind of wears i guess um and he shoots at all of the poly the eight polymorphs and they're like how did you know and he's like a mother always knows a mama always knows her kids and if that had finished there that would have been my favorite episode of the series interesting that would have been a awesome finish really I, I, and because it goes I on disagree. for one more scene and i think mm, it ends interesting this is interesting i wouldn't have flop. i thought it was going to end there and i would be i was ready to think oh, why i want to see a bit more kind of like come up and saw a bit more reaction to like the situation that's just happened and there was then there's one more scene um and that one scene is we get uh lister entering cat's quarters and but it's this, a dream sequence it is exactly but and, and this one more thing about this have we ever seen where cat sleeps before um not that i'm because i can't remember of, not a very reliable source my memory of like season seven to like ten are a little bit sketchy but have we ever seen where cat sleeps before because i just assumed he just slept wherever he, like he laid his hat in like in inside the um inside the walls or just what cats no, do on I a assumed shelf or he something had a bedroom but i can't see we never really saw it and it was quite an elaborate kind of bedroom it's how you think a cat bedroom would be quite extravagant lots of like silk everywhere quite romantic like kind of like um I don't like know. your bedroom jed is it yeah yeah a little bit like that with like the tiger the tiger bedspread um and uh yeah so lister's there and he's like listen cat like if we don't care if you're a virgin or not and cat's like yeah, yeah well, let's, let's not speak about this because it's not tr- it's not true so we don't need to have this conversation and lister's like yeah i guess we don't need to have this conversation and then lister leaves the room and then we see two female cats pop their head out of the bed and um yeah it was a bit naff i thought i would have loved it if it had ended on that scene because it would have been a great one-liner boom out out of the series with that great scene well i want to counter that and and say to you if we didn't know this was a dream sequence and if it just ended with the the two girls popping out wouldn't that have been a good ending yes but it was a dream sequence it was a dream sequence and he's like what's this is a dream isn't it and they're like yeah and then it ends. Yeah, a bit naff. But I would have loved for it to end it, just with the girls popping out, and for there to be the question mark, hang on, there's other people on Red Dwarf this whole time. Who else is around? Because in my imagination, and I think we discussed it on a few episodes ago, there could be like the Marilyn Monroe droid is walking around somewhere. Um, other yeah, pe- other so people walking the, around Red Dwarf. The s- snacky. 
Snacky's there somewhere. Fa- we never found out what happened to Snacky afterwards. I assume he's just doing his work and just yeah, like just fixing I'm the ship. I'm hoping and stuff. Snacky comes back. Yeah, Snacky, if you're out there, let us know that you're okay, mate. Send us a text. Um, yeah, and that ends the series of Red Dwarf. They're, they're not in any kind of. Uh, there's no kind of predicament they're in. They're not. It's not like a cliffhanger, like at the end of season. No, six. which is good. I think. Yeah, I guess. I guess we all know that there's going to be a new season, so there isn't any kind of drama there because uh, series 12 is just around the corner really um so yeah that's red dwarf series 11 what did you think of the episode first daniela i liked it i thought it was a lot of fun yeah. um i like polymorph so i was great i was very pleased that polymorph came in to come back yeah but yeah i mean i, I agree my thoughts on this episode are that it's a, it's basically polymorph three right just think of it as polymorph three polymorph two i didn't really like that much polymorph three it adds more to the mythology of the polymorph and that's good because polymorph okay. is one of the most successful uh well-loved antagonists ever in the red dwarf uh mythos so it's great to see that species come back and in, in a different way in a kind of a, a motherly way um i mean we even we, we we got to see a brief moment of a cat meeting another Felis sapien. So that's good as well. Yeah. So we know what he reacts in that situation. And had that awesome scene that I liked. As that well. is not an awesome scene. I liked it. I liked it. I thought it's just the reactions, the way they, they played it. I thought it was great. It was so obvious. It dragged on for so long. I don't know, Daniel. I don't know. Um, but yeah, the other thing that I really liked is the fact that they didn't uh, dwell on uh, certain things. And they didn't dwell on the fact, um, like, you know, when you first saw the, um, what's it called, the personality machine, I thought the whole episode was going to be about that. And I was like, okay, they've kind of done similar things before. Yeah. And I'm glad that was only kind of a small a piece. Hard, yeah. Because yeah. that would have been a, a I would have liked to have seen a vampire girl. Thing. yeah that's one of the downsides yeah. of vampire and a bit more of a montage good. yeah and a cut ending but that's the i think that you would the have only wanted, wanted to see a shorter ending the, the, after the, we complained about the shorter ending no, of previous no. episodes. The, we com- i complained about no ending but this 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 would have had two endings and i would have preferred the first ending okay okay i get you um well, overall, this is it was middling for me. It wasn't a great last episode because with last episode, do you want it to finish on a bang? I don't think it's finished on a bang. I think it finished on a bit of a whimper. Yes, I agree with that. Um, I don't know if maybe if they swap the order around, maybe it ended on Officer Rimmer because obviously they should have known that that would have been the most popular episode. Yeah. Um, or maybe give and take. Uh, who knows? But um, overall, this episode was good. Yeah. Uh, it was better than most of the episodes of this series, yeah. I thought. Um, but then overall... Let's see how it places. Series 11. Should we go straight into yeah, it? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, you go for because you've got your order sorted out. So, okay. okay. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're not going to place uh, the um, this series into the rest of the series. Because this is brand new and we haven't done series 6 to 10 yet, we're going to wait till the end. So we're just going to rank this in order of this series 11 where does it sit within the series uh each episode so daniela yes. the smegheads charts yes uh back again for series 11 what is your smegheads chart start at number six maybe start at the okay. least okay so number six uh no surprise it's crisis wow the yes. one we went to see is your number yeah. six interesting okay number five twentica 
Okay, good. You, I was getting scared. No, yeah. I liked it. It's not my favourite, but okay, yeah, um, yeah. I did enjoy it. Okay, I agree. Um, number four, Samsara. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. not so bad. Yeah, yeah. Number three, Can of Worms. Okay, interesting. Number two, Give and Take. Interesting, yeah. And yeah. number one, it's got to be Officer Rimmer. Very, can I see your list? Just so I can get do my so I can remember the names. Um, <laughs> wow, your writing's so good. You have such good that's writing. Messy. No, that's really nice writing. Um, I actually like almost every single one of your choices, Daniel. All I right, think, thank you. I think they, they're great choices. The only thing I would do different is I obviously put Twentica last. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm guessing that um, you do that. I think it's a big misstep, especially putting it first. It, it was It's a misstep. I would then... Uh, Put Samsara second from oh, last. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, there were some good elements in it, of course, but um, I don't think it reached the kind of upper limits of give and take or officer rumour. Spoilers. Um, then I would put, put Crisis as number four, mostly because we went to see it. So I, yeah. I've got a lot of... Um, mental stuff tied with it with, with the interaction with the audience the whole experience of going there and leaving there okay, and seeing so it got live a bit of nostalgia for it yeah but i can understand that if people like that the least because I, I can understand some of the stuff in the aisle is a little bit cringe um then i would also go can of worms as number three yeah um because can of worms it had some great stuff in it the polymorph coming back stuff the female cat but yeah, it wasn't as good as the top two. And I would also go, I agree with your top two, give and take number two and officer number one. we're in agreement pretty much. Pretty much in yeah. agreement. But then we've got to come up with um, a final order, which oh, I'll put on okay. to postpodcast.com slash smegheads. So number one, officer Rimmer. I think, yeah. Number two, yeah. give and take. Yeah. Number three, can of worms. Yeah. Um, I would, if we, if we, if we, do this uh, properly Fairly. then it would be samsara next yeah crisis second from bottom okay um because that was my number four yeah and then twentica last okay i'd be really interested if you'd have watched it in a different order and twentica had been first whether you'd have liked it more that is a bloody good idea yeah if i'd watched the series in a different order yes would i have warmed a certain episodes more very good that's a good project for yeah. you guys out there watch series 11 again do it in, in a, a different completely order. random order yeah but do it or you could do it in the order it was filmed in because 20 was filmed last and um like for instance uh crisis was filmed second right yes so it was in a correct order wasn't it no crisis was no because crisis was second from last whereas it was second uh filmed oh, okay was it yeah oh. yeah yeah I think so anyway. So yeah, so watch in a different order, see if that affects it. And also I'd like to see if you watch any of the Red Dwarf series in a different order, does that influence what you think of the series as a whole? Is there a better order? It's like when you get your favourite album and you think, oh, that should have been number three. That would have made the album better. Um, which It's always so- a really important what the first track First on track's the, the introduction, is. yeah. yeah. Um, and normally the lead single. Uh, track three should always be your best single. Guys making guys out there making albums, here's a tip from someone who runs a record label. Put number three as your best song because people's attention spans starts to wane after about four. So if you put the good ones near the start uh, and then put another good one at number six, that'll keep people interested. Fact. Okay, um, and that is series 11 out of the way, yeah. Daniela. Holy moly. That's crazy. I know, it's gone quickly. 
It has gone really quickly. Um, so we're, we're going to do a Christmas special, though, aren't we? We are, yeah. So I think for the Christmas special, we'll ha- take a look at um, uh, BBC's Red Dwarf Day that they did yep. many years ago, uh, where there was multiple Red Dwarf-inspired shows, uh, Red Dwarf takes on Can't Cook, Won't Cook, uh, Red Dwarf does University Challenge. There's a bunch of like really cool I stuff. I can't wait. I don't think I've seen any of this. That's great. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> We're going to come to it fresh. I can't wait to see more of Ainsley Harriet, basically. Oh, who can't? <laughs> so, yeah, we'll be talking about that um, uh, near Christmas. So, um, and also near Christmas, there's going to be episodes of uh, my other podcast, which is Monkey Tennis. So, thanks very much for listening thanks, all guys. series. Um, what, Daniela, do you want to leave, any, leave them with any kind of notes or anything uh, take care of yourself and each other i just want to say thanks very much for putting up with us for six series now thanks wow. so much <laughs> uh and if you want to get in touch with us uh please do um i'm at jed shepherd j-e-d-s-h-e-p-h-e-r-d on twitter and instagram i'm uh at daniela phillips with one l i forgot, I forgot on twitter. to say that this that's week. daniela phillips with one l yeah uh, well daniela with one l phillips with two l's on twitter yeah um and on the instagram stick the word monica in the middle yeah and then you'll find her there if you want to see pictures of my food yeah and you, you guys you really do um and for me you could also uh find me at postpoppodcast.com slash smegheads postpoppodcast.com slash uh x-rated postpop podcast.com slash monkey tennis uh also check me out postpop records just think postpop and then a word on the end (laughs) yeah i just do a lot of stuff um and yeah postpop pins for i'm guessing by the time this comes out then the ghost watch pin will be out i'm excited to see these by that and yeah thanks very much i'm gonna do series six next that'll be in the new year so uh that'll probably be before series 12 so yeah We'll see you later, Smegheads. Take care of yourself. Bye. Bye. Don't be strangers.